Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk for Tuesday, July the 9th. I'm your host, D.A. Last night, home run derby. For recent years, this has been a bit of a yawning event. We've seen it all, done it all. Rarely do we ever get out of our seats, off of our couches, and applaud. But last night was different because Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Peter Alonzo, Jock Peterson and company put on a dazzling show. Ultimately, it was the Mets slugger, Alonzo, who took home the trophy, but all anybody could talk about was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. splash upon baseball, and perhaps he's the next face of this league. He's only had eight home runs and limited action this year as a rookie, but last night, everybody in the baseball world had eyes on him and were left talking about him. Just like his Hall of Fame dad, Vlad Guerrero stole the show And here's the guys on Mad Radio, on 610 Sports Radio in Houston, discussing it. He's still super young. Yes. Candidly, I don't know exactly what his background is as far as, like, where he grew up and all that. But, yeah, it's – the weird thing about him in general is that I I remember, because I'm 33, I remember Vlad when he was young, when he (laughs) was the next big thing. So this whole thing has been really bizarre to me because I – like I've seen sons of people who I watch play play. Mm. Like you, that that can happen pretty young in life. Yeah. But it's it's more rare when you're at the age when you saw the guy's dad play, and you saw the guy's dad play when he was the next big thing. Yeah. And now his son is the next big thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the crazy. kind of thing that'll make me feel a little bit old. But it was a lot of fun watching him bang them things last night. It was. I mean, he was shooting them out there. I mean, even hitting the scoreboard a couple of times. And it, it was it was pretty cool just to see um, how powerful and how young, how powerful you can be and how young you can be. And he was just racking them things up, man. My only complaints, as I have every year, I think I think the contest is a little bit too long. I agree. It's a, <laughs> they wear <it's>, out. <laughs> like, I'm one of those people, like, unless it's an actual game, and even the games themselves I want to be as short as humanly possible, mm-hmm. uh... I think when it comes to like one-off events, I want them to be like two, two and a half hours max. It always feels like the home run derby is a little bit too long. It, how it, many? How many rounds is it total? Three. It's it, it, well. Last night was weird because we have we kept having ties. Yeah. And one side of the bracket, I, so I think it's three rounds basically, like the initial one, the semifinals, and then the final. Yeah. Last night dragged a little bit longer because Vlad 
and Jock Peterson went back and forth a couple of times. So that's what kind of led to that. But I thought overall a, a fun night for Major League Baseball. I was not expecting to be as entertained as I was last night. He has such charisma. He was having such a good time. He was talking to the baseball. It was as it was up in the air, sailing out of the stadium. The home runs themselves were crush jobs, one after another, nearly hitting the back wall at Cleveland's progressive field. Also, some of those balls still rising as they crossed the fence. It was just a show on shows. And then the sudden death win over Jock Peterson in the semifinals was something to behold. If you were baseball, that was a great moment last night. Not a good moment. It was a great moment. You are wanting to market your stars. You're wanting to market the game. You want to market the good guys in your sport. And all of that was on display last night of the Home Run Derby. If you think about it, Ken Griffey Jr. with a backwards hat, Frank Thomas going third deck at Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh. I would also say Big Mac trading bombs over Fenway Park's green monster in 99 and Josh Hamilton into the night at Old Yankee Stadium. Those are the moments, and now Vlad Guerrero Jr. and perhaps Jock Peterson as well with that and throw in Peter Alonso in the final Vlad Guerrero's night, that is now on the list of greatest home run derby moments ever. Baseball, though, is in an era of change, and the new commissioner, Rob Manfred, has been instituted with the responsibility to change the game enough to speed up the time, to get more action in there, and to get young people invested and interested in it. Here is Manfred on those rules changes on Bull and Fox in Cleveland, site of the All-Star Game festivities on 92.3 The Fan. In baseball, it takes people a little bit of time to get used to every change. Um, right. We have a lot of fans who love the game just the way it is, and that's a great thing. You know, we have the greatest yeah. game in the world, and I love the game the way it is. The real question is for the next generation, are we yeah. doing everything possible to make sure we're putting the most entertaining product we can on the field? And um, a little change I don't think is going to um, alter the fact that we have the greatest game in the world. Uh, we're talking with Commissioner Rob Manfred. i, I got to ask you about the baseballs because obviously there's okay. been a lot of talk about all the home runs. And you know, I know there's some variety, right, in how the balls can be made. Right. Home runs are way up this year, which I don't have a problem with. I think fans like seeing the home runs. Obviously, they're up in AAA as well where they're using the same balls. Not so much in the lower levels. What can you tell us about how the baseballs are being made this year versus the past? Well, we tried to be really transparent on this topic. Um, We actually commissioned a group of scientists unrelated um, to baseball to examine the manufacturing process and tell us whether anything has changed in a way. Um, That report we made available to the public, they concluded that nothing had changed in the manufacturing process, but that, you know, we should expect, because it is a handmade product made from natural materials, variation in the baseball. Those same scientists came back this year and told us that the ball seems to have a little less drag than it has in, in certain other years. And, you know, Small changes in the amount of drag on a baseball can produce more home runs. Um, We don't know exactly why it happened. Um, We think we're in the process of trying to figure that out, but it is true that the baseball has a little less drag this year. Something else that I'd love to see you do, um, 
Uh, and this is growing. I grew up a National League fan, but you have interleague play on a, basically a daily basis with with 15 teams in each league. I think, to me, it's imperative that the National League have the DH. When when you had separate, when they weren't, when you weren't playing on a daily basis, no big deal. But now that you are, I think it's it would be great for the game if the DH went into the National League. The players obviously would not be against it. Are we trending towards the DH in the NL? Well, look, I have a lot of. Um, National League owners who love that brand of baseball. Um, just like you talk about fans who don't like change. You know, you actually yeah. have some owners sometimes who don't like change either. True. You know, it, it is a, a change that I think we should be a little careful undertaking. If we move the DH into the National League, a brand of baseball will become extinct, right? It's the only place that it's really played without a designated hitter now. And you know, I'm not sure that's necessarily a good thing over the long haul. I would love to see. It. I'll tell you what I want to I see. Think, yeah, I, I want to see the uh, the runner on second base in extra innings. Because I I'm hate, tired. Yeah, I'm tired of watching. Too. You know, 13, 14 inning games. I know there's not a million it's of them. It's not but, that many. But I, I think it makes extra innings exciting. Like exciting, it, Commissioner. How far away are we from that? Don't like it. Well, look, I think we're a ways on that one um, from from using it in regular uh, major league games. Obviously, we're using it in the All Star game tomorrow. Um, used it in the Futures game yesterday. We used it in the World Baseball Classic. I saw, I think, two games where it came into yeah. play. And, you know, the fans loved it. I, I mean, it really can be very exciting. And, you know, Absolutely. Uh, I was talking to Jim uh, Tomei today at a field yeah. dedication. He was saying, um, you know, managing in the Futures game, he, he realized how much strategy the rule really brings out. You know, do you bunt? Do you try to move the guy over? What, you know, it, it is yeah. a very interesting rule. I understand that the three batter minimum is very revolutionary, and for a lot of people, it truly changes the fabric of the game, but I think that their hearts are in the right place. I actually think this makes sense. What you want to do is stop the parade of relievers that come in for one out and are brought in as mere specialists because of the matchup with one batter and mow down a batter with tons of heat and so that there's never any late-inning rallies. Late-inning rallies is the essence of baseball. And with all these specialists now, you don't need them to do anything more than one trick. It's a series of one-trick ponies coming out of the pen. I think a minimum of three batters actually creates a lot of dramatic moments because leverage goes back to the hitter because a manager now has to worry about, okay, it's not just about this one batter for my guy. What does he do two or three batters down the line? That creates tension moments. The basketball offseason cycle never ends, and now that Paul George is a member of the Los Angeles Clippers, sounds like the Thunder ready to strip it down. They've already traded away Jeremy Grant. And the next big piece to fall, the next big domino perhaps in this NBA offseason is Russell Westbrook. Right now, it sounds like the Miami Heat have a lot of interest on Westbrook, but does that make sense to bring him in? Can the Heat win with Russ? Here's the Joe Rose Show with Zach Krantz and Dave Hyde, WQAM, Miami. There's a James Harden quality to his game where he needs the ball in his hand all the time, and he's going to be the one that dictates everything. And... You know, the way to win in the NBA isn't that way. That that hasn't been the way. Again, Allen Iverson, same way, right? You're looking at the the legacy of how those players go. They can win to a certain degree. Allen Iverson went to the finals, 
but that was the outlier to really to his career. That's Just, it. The, the the Thunder have been taken out in the first round of the playoffs the last three years. Yeah, by not not, not by, by the Warriors, situation. not by, but yeah, by other. I mean, this year was what Portland. Portland knocked him out this year. It was the Dame Lillard. Uh, Utah knocked him out last yeah, year. I mean, it yeah. wasn't. We're not talking about the Warriors killing this team in the Eastern. In so the Western that's, Conference that's why yes. the, I hesitate okay. saying go all in on on Russell Westbrook. This isn't like the you know two thirds of the big three walking through the door and saying we are right there on the verge of a title. Um, if they make this trade, is Russell Westbrook the best player in the Heat? On the Heat, yeah. Yeah, he'd have. He'd better, he'd better be. Okay. He'd be. I mean, you don't make it if if he's not. I, I to me, Jimmy Butler is a great, great sidekick. Okay, but can he be the lead dog? But he's not. A, he's not. You know, he needs to be surrounded by a couple other good players. Uh, if we're if we're talking a championship team, yeah, I mean that's okay, what we're I mean, hoping. Is that what we're talking? We're hoping to talk. Like, yes. Yeah. Hoping. Then, yeah. I don't know if we are, but we're hoping. That that's the case. That Russell Westbrook but, but comes down. But you even admit Russell Westbrook and and Jimmy Butler don't give you a championship team. They, they they give you a threat in the East, right? Yes. And with that threat comes the hope of going to the finals. They're not better than Philly. They're not better than Boston. They're not better than Milwaukee. Even with that trade, Today. I don't think so. So yes. where will they be two years from now? Uh, depends on uh, if Greek Freak leaves Milwaukee. <laughs> well, he ain't coming here because de- there's no money. <laughs> it depends on if Ben Simmons requests a trade out of Philadelphia. <laughs> and then it depends on if Tatum and Jalen Brown re-sign with Boston after their rookie contracts. It also depends on if one of these young guys for the Heat, um, and what I mean, it's, it's Bam or Tyler Hero at this point, end up being a, a star. And I, I don't mean like, Superstar, top five elite player, but a third wheel and a really good third wheel. Well, that's putting a lot of pressure on lot, Tyler Hero, lot. considering he's played two summer league games or something like 13th that. 13th overall pick, lottery <laughs> pick in the draft. <laughs> that's, that's, I got to like, put some pressure on the guy. Like, can you be a star? Well, let's start. Can, can he be a contributor? Yeah, well, he's got to be a good, a, a major <laughs> contributor at that point. But listen, it's like what you said. If, he, if the Heat... Um, if the Heat looked at him in this draft and said this is the second best shooter in the draft, second best pure shooter in the draft, uh, and that's what's kind of missing from this team, uh, you know, a Wayne Ellington type that could play and be a contributor on the team and not sit on the bench all season long like he kind of did last year, then yes, uh, I'm expecting at that point for, for good things out of him, very good things out of him. Yeah, the idea would be, okay, Wayne Ellington, he, he has the shooting, can he develop? Oh, the rest of his first game. of all the NBA shooting, but beyond that, all the, there's so there's too many questions sure. with Hero to say. Uh, of course, but we you project all, years old. project all hope onto the first round pick. That's it. You have to at this point. I mean, if you are going to make this move and bring in Russell Westbrook, you have to hope at that point. First, you don't have to give away all the young guys to get them. But second, when they're on this roster with those guys, they develop and develop pretty quickly. Because that'll make you a contender quick also. If Tyler Hero or Bam or, or Justice take the next step and the ma- ma- major step, not the next step, a major step and do it pretty quickly. They would be an interesting team, a fun team to watch. They're not a championship team. Buyer beware. I mean, are you really going to pit Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler on a team that doesn't have a supporting cast? This is a very dangerous thing for Pat Riley. Does it make it more interesting? Oh, yeah. From the aspect that they could 
literally rip apart Eric Spolster at any moment in time. And both those guys are totally combustible and temperamental. But let's even talk about the basketball of it. If you've got to trade away a package of young guys like Justice Winslow or Bam Adebayo or their newest draft pick, Tyler Hero, if you're trading away those guys to bring in Russ, what do you have left for Butler and Westbrook? I mean, the cupboard would be totally bare there. And the cupboard's been so bare down there that they've either missed the playoffs or just been just into the postseason. So they're not a good team anyway. Yes, adding Butler helps just as free agency. But if you've got to trade away all your young pieces and assets because you don't have any draft picks left because you've traded them all away, what does that really mean for the Heat? I don't think it means that they're even a competitor. I mean, they're a mid-tier team in the Eastern Conference, perhaps a four seed on their best day, maybe a five or a six. Is that enough to bring in Westbrook for? But everybody around the NBA now thinking, what would it be like if Russ joined our team? The New York Knicks struck out hugely in the offseason, but could this be a chance for them to get that star? Here's CMB, Chris Carlin, and Bart Scott on New York City's WFAN. If I'm the Knicks, I'm saying, listen, we missed out on a lot, but a three, t- a point guard or a shooting point guard Don't do it. that averages a triple-double for the last three years, I believe, that can facilitate, that has a type of swag and a competitive nature, explosive, fun type of game. He's that in-your-face, and he loves fashion. So the Met Gala is like right around the corner for him. What better person to bring to the garden than Russell Westbrook? There's nobody worse. Are you serious? I would not bring Russell Westbrook. Bring Russell to I can't say it enough. I can't say it enough. You're gonna. You're and granted, you can't do this until at least December or January, whenever that cutoff date is. After you've signed players, so look, they were smart in that they've done all of these deals that ends up that end up being expiring contracts anyway. But then you got to give up Barrett, and then you got to give up all the draft picks. Have you seen Barrett in summer league? It's two games in summer league. He's seven (laughs) for one hundred and six. I know that, but. At the same time, Russell Westbrook has stars running the hell away from him, well, left and right. No, With Durant a couple see, of years not, that's ago. That's not fair. That's not fair because Paul George ran to him. Well, but, but then, then he ran away from him. That's because, because there was Kawhi. a better chance to. Exactly. He'd rather play with Kawhi, who just won a championship, he got tired than of play he- with Russell Westbrook. He got tired of hearing the tornado sirens going off every 15 minutes. <laughs> It's like, you know what? I can't deal with this. You're going to Oklahoma. You should know better if that's the problem. Seriously, I would not bring him anywhere so, near so this, this place. How, how many? How, 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 how many There's not anybody that would be worse with many? the media than Russell Westbrook. Well, I don't care about his relationship with the media. I don't care. I, about, care I, I want to win. He's not going to win. No, this is a guy that put a team on his back. This dude averaged a triple double. Listen, I can see if we were talking about hero ball, anybody on a bad team can put up points. But to put up 10 assists, 10 rebounds, the intensity, he plays with the with the swagger and the in the elevation of a John Starks, but he's a much better player. This is an MVP I, of not, the league, and you put him around a bunch of young, hungry young players, 
and you have Mitchell Robinson running down the wing and you throwing that thing up and all it may cost you is R.J. Barrett and some future picks, I would care less all I know about is R.J. Barrett and his feelings. And you got a lot of you got a lot of a lot of contracts that you can get out of. So now you just push the rebuilding process because what have the Knicks been looking for for years, ever since I've been here since 2009? A point guard. I know. Get your point guard. You got your big man. You got your versatile run down the court and alley hoop. And let's see who he can attract next year. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Oh, I don't I don't oh. think I, I don't think anybody wants to play with the well, guy. Well you hear reports about, you know, you know, Chef. Trying to get him down there, maybe potentially to Houston. Look, if he if he ends up in Houston, good for Houston. I think that's a disaster Hold waiting on. to happen. Do, do, do you not agree that he's a top five player in this league? I think he's an incredible player. I absolutely think he's all of that. Not good, but incredible. But here's what I don't think he is: a winning player. I think he's an incredibly. Wasn't he on that team that went that pushed the Golden State Warriors? The one that had Durant, yeah, 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 exactly. The team but, that but, had Durant. But when Durant was hurt all year, who carried that team? I understand with, with the bad foot. I understand. Since Durant has left, they haven't gotten out of the first round, and that's not a coincidence. But who has he had? Oh, this is just perfect. I mean, the Knicks have never run from a guy that was a head case. They never run from a guy that could rip apart a locker room. They never run from a guy that was difficult to coach. Russell Westbrook is incredibly productive. And Russ wants to win, but Russ hasn't proven that he can win when there wasn't Kevin Durant and James Harden on his team. I mean, the moment that KD left, let's face it, Oklahoma City became just a one-and-done squad in the Western Conference playoffs. So are you thinking that bringing in Westbrook without any other real help in New York is going to save the Knicks? I would say no, but that has never stopped the Knicks before. Jared Dudley used to play in New York, and now he's playing on the opposite coast. He joins the Los Angeles Lakers for a totally new-look Lakers team. Here is Dudley on 97.3 The Fan in San Diego. You got to be pretty excited. I would imagine all the players are pretty excited. You guys got some guys that can flat out play. Yeah, for sure. And you got guys that are solidified in their career. When no one's chasing money, everyone's chasing a championship. Avery Bradley just signed one of the best defensive players in the league. Obviously, Troy Daniel shooting Cousins. Cousins is trying to prove himself being healthy, and they'll have that. And obviously, him signing this one year deal, it might be the only person that's in his somewhat prime years age-wise that, you know, is looking for something of a bigger opportunity possibly. If you look at everybody else and what they have there, man, uh, it sits up so perfect for us. And so for us, it's obviously you got to be have a little luck on your side when it comes to health, but for chemistry issues and for teams that, you know, the goals are to win a championship. There's no better team that I'd rather play on right now than the Lakers. Hey, Jared, two quick questions. Were you surprised that Kawhi signed with the Clippers? I wasn't surprised with the clip. I wasn't surprised. I was surprised at the Paul George thing. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, obviously growing up a Laker fan, but personality-wise, might have fit better with the Clippers, maybe, per se, being quiet. Lakers, there's nothing quiet about the Lakers. You come here, you're coming here to expect that, to demanding the media. You know what you're going to get. Um, but credit, you know, give credit to the Clippers, man. They give credit to the Clippers, and they, uh, they, they did all the right things. Um, of obviously persuading and, and giving up basically their future of mortgage of picks to be able to get them. So, hey, it's the first time I can remember in a long time. There's no really clear-cut favorite. Obviously, when it comes to the Clippers and obviously the Lakers, you could put up there. Uh, you can hedge them a little bit more. 
This will be one of the most interesting years in the NBA since I've been around, <laughs> uh, since I've been playing. I think it gets more excitement for fans. I think that, and there's nothing more exciting than Staples Center and uh, with the Clippers and Lakers right now. And finally, uh, how do you see your role with this uh, this club? It may have changed a little bit since you signed last week because they signed a bunch of other guys, but what do you see your role on this ball club? You know what? My role usually never changes, man, to be honest with you. I'm a veteran who has been in this league to help mentor someone like Kyle Kuzma because he plays some positions to help him out, to be another coach on the floor, um, to, to, the, to provide spacing for Anthony Davis, LeBron shooting a three-point shot. And I expect something that, hey, nothing, nothing in my whole career has ever been given to me. And so for me, it's to come in there with a the mindset to be the energy guy, to be the guy, whatever they need me to be. If it's toughness on certain nights, if it's just using my mind out there, if it's communicating there, but I, I expect to play. And so uh, it's something that has to, has to be earned. And I don't expect it to happen maybe early on, but eventually I will see that forward to help this team. There are signings and acquisitions I definitely don't trust here. Pairing Rajon Rondo with JaVale McGee and DeMarcus Cousins with a head coach like Frank Vogel. Are they going to respect Vogel? I don't really think so. I think that has huge potential to blow up in their face. However, I love the Avery Bradley signing. Bradley, to me, is a tremendous signing because what you're bringing to the table is a lockdown defender on the perimeter at the guard position. And... Having now signed Danny Green to team up with LeBron in the backcourt, considering LeBron's going to be the point guard de facto, I think makes a lot of sense. There are parts of the Lakers that I really like and parts of the Lakers that I really don't like. Avery Bradley being one of the guys that I really like. Finally, you got to love Don Nelson. I mean, this is a guy that just lives his life the way that he wants to live. The legendary NBA head coach is living in Hawaii right now. And he is renting out his property. So he has spent his NBA money buying properties around the beautiful islands of Hawaii and renting them out. So he gets to live a pretty cushy life in paradise. And we also know he's a big proponent of legalized marijuana. Here is Good Time Donnie with guest host Jessica Benson on the Jason and John show, 92.9 in Memphis. Do you smoke marijuana every day? Like it's obviously a big part of your life. Is it every day? Oh, yeah. I have a medical card. Uh, I don't usually smoke in the mornings, but I'll smoke in the afternoons every day, yeah, and then into the evening. That's a relaxing life there on Maui that you're living. How's your, how's your golf not, game? And I'm not alone. Everybody and else smokes <laughs> here, too. <laughs> it's a popular, popular recreation over there in Hawaii. How's, how's your golf yeah. game? I know you're going out there and playing. I'm terrible. I'm absolutely a terrible golfer, <laughs> but I love the game very much. Does the weed help or hurt the golf game? Well, I don't play while I, I don't smoke okay. while I'm playing. Probably, probably <laughs> that a smart would, that idea. Would really be a mess. <laughs> I don't know. It could be fun. How's your How's your poker game? Are you Are you a good poker player? Do you win regularly? Yeah, I do. I I, I win regularly. I would say, but you know, you have your ups and downs, and you know, in our game, you go over to Willie's, you could lose a couple thousand dollars in a game if you're not careful. Hey, absolutely. Well, you seem incredibly happy. A wonderful life over there in Maui. We thank you so much for taking the time to talk with hey, us. Truly well, a legend out there. Good luck to you guys next year in the NBA. You're going to have an exciting team. Thank you so very, very much. We appreciate it. Have a good one Thanks, out there Coach. in Maui. All right. All right. Bye. That was amazing. That was what? Don Nelson, NBA legend. I just fell into being able to do that interview here today. I got to give a oh my huge goodness. shout out. 
Marcus. To intern Marcus. I want to put Get some on the res- mic real quick, Marcus. I want to put some respect yeah. on Marcus's yeah. name because intern Marcus isn't fair in this situation. Dude. Marcus, how do you pronounce your last name? Gronauer. Gronauer. Marcus Gronauer, the future. That's a good poll, dude. That's a really strong poll. Our summer intern, Marcus, pulling that interview. Okay, Thank so you. explain, because we're just fascinated by this. Explain how you landed Yeah, this Don is good. Nelson this is a good interview. story. So I looked for his agent for yeah. hours, and I, I could not find him for a really long time. So, And finally, once I found him, I emailed him. Didn't get anything back for right. a week, so then I left a few messages on some real estate that Don Nelson has in Maui. And sure enough, about a week later, his wife, Joy, emails me and said, here's Don's number. Incredible. You can have him on any time. So it was pretty surreal. Like, that's amazing. when I got that email. Well, that, that Showtime or HBO special, the real sports Brian Gumble thing, was what sort of teed it up. And I know John's a big fan of that. And then he turned me on to it. I watched the, the episode. I know you watched it over the weekend, Jessica. You know, and it talks about the pot and the dead guy at the poker table. Like, a dude died at the poker table and they still played around him. I know, but okay, so to be fair, because I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought you might, but it's okay, go It's a weird, ahead. touchy thing. It's touchy, but, like, right. A, a man died during their poker game, poker and they game. said that the biggest respect that they could have given to him was to keep playing. It was and like in honor like, of him. But he like clarified, they, they only played until the coroner came. But I would like to imagine Hilarious. it wasn't as yeah. black and white. It was a, <laughs> just playing poker on a dead guy. But like, what was, a life, man, <sighs> to go from being this fiery, crazy, crazy coach to living possibly one of the most chill lives out there in Maui. I mean, and he's just... He's don't you think cool what dude. makes this, Marcus, don't you think what makes this so crazy and Jessica is the, just look at a picture. Like, like last night I, I sent this to you. I don't know if I sent it to you, Marcus. Um, it's a side by side of Don Nelson, the coach and Don Nelson in retirement. It's like a different person. All right. Number one, Don Nelson is living the life everybody else wishes they could live. But number two, let's hear it for the intern. All right. Now that's a good sports talk radio story. Young intern, going the extra mile, tracking down an NBA legend, going through his rental companies, talking to family members and insiders. That's how you get your name on the map, young man. I like it. I like the work ethic. I like the creativity. Well done. That's a champ of a middle of the summer week because, you know, sometimes you got to get creative in the sports talk world in July. That's the best of your sports talk for Tuesday, July the 9th. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.